All right, fellas. <clears throat> Today is Sunday morning of September 15th, and of course, this is your very first podcast regarding the NFL football season officially starting. I'm, of course, your humble host, Connor Jones, and this is Helmet to Helmet, a production of the Shit Show Fantasy Football League's Commissioner's Office. Bit of a truncated episode as I am recording early Sunday morning. Um, so we'll get right into it. You can, uh, of course, like and subscribe and uh, share this with all of your really, really bored friends because that's honestly what it's going to take. This is better than boredom. I've, I've been told that by my mother. Anyway, as I uh, hinted at our very, very late draft day episode, we have some new segments coming up. One of them gets premiered this week. Uh, you know, I'm a one-man show, so I don't have the drops going for him just yet. But this show is uh, it's growing. It's growing. And if you have any ideas to share with myself uh, about what you'd like to hear or see from this show, you can absolutely drop me a line on Twitter, at Rambler underscore Jones. That's me. And the show, I believe, still has at Helmet the number two helmet on Twitter. Um, so we'll, we'll get into it. The, uh, the first things first is um, the news. We're going to skip right to the news just in case. What do you live under a rock? So we got a few, uh, a few things and it feels like 2018's popping up all over again. Lev Bell has uh, hit the news. He had an MRI on his shoulder. Looks like he's going to play, but this is one of those situations where you know there is a problem, and eh, I'm not going to say that people um, headhunt in the NFL anymore, but you do know that he's going to get hit hard, and if he gets slammed to the ground on that same shoulder, you're likely losing him for a few weeks. So that's something to watch, uh, although maybe not watching it might feel better for most people. Lev Bell owners. We got Darius Geis, who's officially heading to the IR. He's got multiple weeks on that uh, meniscus, I believe. He had it trimmed. Um, a lot of this I wrote down last night, so I have some great updates for owners of these different players. Joe Mixon was questionable all week. Looks like he is playing this morning. That's the alert I just got before recording. We got Jordan Reed, who's been in the concussion protocol since week three of the NFL preseason. He will not be playing this week, and frankly, with Jordan Reed's injury history, I highly doubt he's rostered. If you have him, keep him, because Rule 86, but, man, I would, I'd be very careful. Um, he may not be worth much if he does come back. Uh, you saw Vernon Davis shine while he was replacing him, but it's... It's worth being careful. We got uh, Sterling Shepard out officially with a concussion. There's also an investigation going around Sterling Shepard and that concussion protocol he went into. Um, he returned to the game last week against the Cowboys, um, and the NFL is pissed because if he's out with a concussion this week, he should have never returned. Um, we'll see what happens with that. Mike Williams looks like he's going to play, but... That's questionable. Uh, keep an eye on him. 
right before game time here in another hour. Uh, let's see here. Mark Andrews is expected to play. A.B. You want to talk about burying the lead a bit here. A.B. is not on the commissioner's exempt list. But Belichick has been very coy all week about whether or not he plays. If you own A.B., you should be very careful. I am the AB owner in our league, and I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know what to do. I I drafted AB and I drafted Gordon back when they were a Raider and a Patriot, respectively, and now that they're both Patriots, I, I traded Gordon away. Um, I'll get to that in a moment, too. Obviously, we have our... Uh, we have our trade alerts that we should be covering for this show in a, another segment shortly thereafter. But, um, yeah, not a good situation for AB owners. Um, I'll get more into my solution to, to my particular problem in a moment here. But back to news, Juju will play. Uh, I'll be going a lot more deeply into my thoughts on Juju on our new segment coming up. We got Sam Darnold who's uh, just been kissing around a little too much. Um, he will not be playing for the next, I saw an estimate of three to seven weeks. I never had mono as a kid, but Jesus Christ, that's ridiculous. Um, I didn't realize it could, it could go that long. Um, so consider that a kiss of death for any Jets receivers. <laughs> uh, let's see here. We got Kiki Cutie, who's likely to play. You got Hunter Henry, who... You know, I get conflicting reports. The last thing I read was that he may not even play the rest of 2019, um, which would just be devastating. Great player. I saw somebody in our league picked up Antonio Brown. Good for you. Stupid. Or not Antonio Brown, excuse me. Antonio Gates. Stupid, because Antonio Gates is literally dust. Like, in The Mummy, when they finally see The Mummy, and it starts to, like, chase after them, that's literally Antonio Gates that dust figure we got Tyreek out four to six if you were smart you picked up Miko Hardman <laughs> oh wait I picked up Miko Hardman that's right I called myself smart and Albert Wilson is going to be out this week if he's smart he's talking to his agent about being out for the rest of the season um not really relevant for fantasy but I'm sure everyone's heard the Dolphins may or may not be trying to tank and uh whether they are or not, quite a few players want out because they're afraid that the team is going to try to tank. So um, that's, that's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, my favorite little tidbit in relation to the, the Dolphins player vac uh, trying to vacate is they re-signed a player named Tank, which is just poetic. Absolutely poetic. But I said it was a truncated show, so we're going to move on. In fact, we're not even going to have a Players Who Suck segment. Sorry. Uh, I guess I'll give you, you the drop. suck! But uh, we're also not going to talk Match of the Week or I Have Regerts, and that's simply because it's literally Sunday of Week 2, and um, it's been a weird week, fellas. I really didn't mean to push things off. This last week was... Uh, in, in a bit of personal news, it was my final week at my previous job. Obviously, uh, that's a little stressful. I start a new job coming this Wednesday. So you'll be getting, as I've been trying to establish, Wednesday morning podcasts recorded on Tuesday nights. 
uh, going to get better about that formula there because that allows me to absolutely lampoon the stupid shit that our league has done and uh, and parody it for you across the airwaves with my, dare I say, dulcet tones. I, uh, I did mention that we had a little bit of a um, little bit of a trade so once in a lifetime the team managed by Michael Weatherhead great guy and myself uh, owner of the team cupping my Brown Johnson we had a bit of a trade I told you before that I had Antonio Brown when he was a Raider um, when he became a Pat, I basically decided that I did not want both Gordon and Brown. Now, ironically, you might think that with Brown's allegations that he is the most uncertain wide receiver in the pass offense, but I remind you that such a pairing as Josh Gordon and Cocaine exist. So I decided, you know what, I can handle uh, instability, I can even handle two players who are highly unstable. I don't think I want two players on the same offense, in the same position, who are unstable. So I had been shopping him all week, and the solution that I came across was Michael had Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, the new running back for the Raiders. I may be a little bit off here. Um, and I had David Montgomery. And Josh Gordon. Now, David Montgomery had a bad week, and I could very well be selling very low on David Montgomery based on how atrocious the Bears' passing game was this last week, but I said, fuck it. I would take Josh Jacobs. It looks like Gruden is trying to just, you know, play like it's 1985, which means he's going to use the running back quite a lot. And I made a trade of pairing Gordon and David Montgomery for Josh Jacobs. Now, I think that improved my team. Uh, next week, of course, when I have a little bit more time uh, to, to produce a, a full-length episode, it's going to be a huge episode because I'll also be going through our team names so that y'all can enjoy. And uh, I'll be going through any major changes, uh, the general starting lineups of every team, just to reiterate uh, I know we went through them quite a bit towards the end of our, our draft podcast, but in case you decided not to listen to that, which I wouldn't judge you for, I'll go through them quickly. And I'll go through week one and two uh, games and how they shook out, just because, like I said, this week is truncated, and I apologize. Um, but yeah, the trade went through. As usual, our, uh, our champion, Jace... This is your new drop, Jace. I hope you like it. That's, of course, because Jace is from the good old state of Alabama. And I play into stereotypes. But I digress. Jace had a lot to say about this trade. Um, ironically, amongst the things said, he did not say he would have vetoed it. Which is, why bother talking about it at all? Just... It's a trade. Are you sad you didn't get Gordon or Josh Jacobs? Then trade. I'll say it once, and I'll say it again. Fantasy football is not real football. You're not going to lose much money 
for those who choose to bet on making trades that are equal but interesting. People would argue that someone like Josh Gordon, someone like David Montgomery, would be traded away for Josh... uh, Excuse me, Josh Gordon and David Montgomery trading for Josh Jacobs is a bit one-sided, is is Jace's argument at the very least. He was saying that uh, perhaps the Josh Jacobs side of that was whoever receives Josh Jacobs gets more. And that's... Un- I, I get it. However, it's not that far off, especially because it's week one going into week two. Anything can happen. Is it probably too early for me to freak out? Sure. But... As the Gordon and Brown owner, I just decided I didn't want both pieces. That's all. That was my impetus to trade. You can have any reason you want to trade. Go and do it. Trading is like literally the most fun part of this whole ordeal. It makes you feel like Donald Trump thinks he is as a businessman. Because you get to wheel and deal and you get to you get to say, Okay, you know, I'm, I'm looking to move Gordon. But I'm really looking to improve a position when I move Gordon. If you need a wide receiver like Gordon, and you don't want to lose on potential value at running back, how about David Montgomery, who might be eased into a bigger role down the the rest of the season? It benefits me. I get to sort of spread myself out. I'm not all in the Pats uh, wide receiver core, right? It helps him, because even if he's giving up a Josh Jacobs, who's had one good game in his rookie season... Um, he's also still getting another, you know, a David Montgomery that allows him to, uh, to potentially fill that void. I mean, he's, the great thing is, is Michael is deep on his team. He and I are both, uh, according to a couple third party rankings at the bottom of our league so far this year, based on uncertainty around the players we have. But as Jace will tell you, oh, hang on, as Jace will tell you he started off one in four last week last year and he ended up winning our league which is something we just we still don't like to talk about i mean let me just put it this way the league may have not happened this year in that event were it not for the fact that i've decided wholeheartedly that a a simple way of keeping in touch with everyone is to shit talk about football every year. So, and that leads into a segment we'll be getting into a little bit later. So I just wanted to cover that trade, cover why you should consider trading and why seriously don't trade shame. If you don't like it or you wish you had been on the winning side of that trade, make a fucking trade. Get off your lazy Alabama ass and trade. But I digress. I mentioned earlier that I did not actually have the time to produce a drop, but I have mentioned Killer's Corner. Um, Name pending. I'm thinking of Killer's Killer Corners. Killer's Corner Killers. The point is, is that every week, Killer, my small three-and-a-half-month-old Pomeranian, sits with me and we watch film about the best wide receiver to corner matchups of that coming week. 
the ones where if you have that wide receiver or that defense, you should be thinking twice. And this week, Killer barked in my ear that when we were running tape and looking at Juju Smith and who he's going to be matching up with this week with the Seahawks' backfield, that it may not be quite an easy time for Juju Smith-Schuster to bounce back after that crap first week. So, for more details for you, the Seattle backfield, excuse me, backfield, Seattle corner core, uh, that's most likely to be on Juju, Shaquille Griffin, and Trey Flowers. And I say most likely to be each of them because they are each almost a match in height for Juju. And I will say at least Trey Flowers is almost a match in terms of weight. Ironically, both of the uh, CBs for Seattle are faster than Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju ran a 4-5, uh, 4 5, four, five, four, five four, I believe. And uh, you got Griffin, who ran a 4-3-8, and even uh, Trey Flowers, a 4-4. Four, four. So what you're talking about here is... These guys are going to be on him anytime it's it's man to man. However, in terms of of contested catches, jumping up, Juju's got the weight advantage on Griffin. He's he's basically pound for pound with Trey Flowers, but Griffin is literally only one inch shorter. So it's going to be an interesting matchup to watch. I wouldn't be surprised if Juju has very limited. Uh, limited excellence today, limited chances to break out. I'm not going to say that they're going to shut him down, but that's going to be one I want to watch simply because I think that's a very interesting combination of young talent playing uh, all together there. You know, you you have Griffin, who I think this is his second year here. Um, And for all I know, there's already film of, of him squaring off against Juju last season, but, um, I was just running the numbers here and watching this matchup, and I'm excited. I own Big Ben, for full disclosure, and I would love for Juju to just pop off, but you you never really know. Apparently, the Seahawks are going to be putting a lot more pressure on since they picked, on, picked up Clowney, so there may not be any time for Juju to create distance or find a hole in zone. So it's it's going to be worth watching. And I personally, and of course Killer as well, believe that this is the matchup to watch. And that's that's essentially, for all y'all, that's what Killer's Killer Corners, or Killer's Corner Killers, is going to be all about. I think I'll change the name weekly now that I think about it, for when there is a matchup where a normally stout corner is going to just get decimated by their wide receiver then it'll be killers corner killers and when it is a matchup where the corner has a much better opportunity to shut down their wide receiver their talented wide receiver then they'll be killers killer corners and as if that's not confusing enough i have another new segment that'll be coming up in a moment here um i'll be keeping it brief but we don't have a phoning it in segment this week But I do pose to you, my league and any listeners, what sort of interviews would be interesting for you all? We've added a new player this year, and I think there's at least two players that I didn't get to talk to last year. And I 
I will make sure to do that. But I'm also trying to transition the phoning it in segment to be perhaps with either fantasy, uh, fantasy football industry professionals, or to be a part of uh, actual NFL players, college players. I have I have some connections up here in the Pacific Northwest. I'm not going to say that I'm hanging out at frat parties just to get an interview with the running back at Wazoo or anything, but um, I can make things happen, and I'd like to know what you'd think should happen, because this is for you. As much as it is for me to have an opportunity to troll Jace, this is also my chance to make something that people like to listen to, because there's a lot of fantasy shows out there telling you who to start. I'd like this to be how to make fun of the people who started the dumb players. And with that in mind, as a how-to, I have a new segment called The Commissioner's List. Now, it may not literally be a list, but this will be an ongoing segment where I pull a little snippet out of my experience over the last five years as a commissioner of a college friends and extended friends uh, fantasy football league, and things that we've done, things that we aspire to, things that have come up as an issue, and I was going to open this week, this first episode, with, um, with a big issue, I know, for our league, and one that has certainly impacted other people's leagues that I know, who have opened them with friends during their time in college or when they all lived in the same area and they eventually move on. And that's, how do you get people interested and wanting to play with one another during the off-season and keeping them kind of hooked? Like, what's, what's the big thing that keeps people interested talking? Uh, and as, essentially, how do I structure it so that we don't just, like, bleed people because they, they forget or get disinterested? And for us, if you're new to the show, first of all, welcome. But also, our league is literally fucking everywhere. Uh, I myself have been, I'm in the Pacific Northwest, Washington State. We got two other members now in Washington State that I see regularly, and that's great. They've been added since the league started. But our core members, we all met down in a college in Georgia. Some of us graduated the year that the league ended up starting. Some of us graduated the following year. Of those core people, right now we have one in San Diego, one in Tennessee, we have one in Boston who just got back from Australia, one in Shanghai who used to live in Boston, okay? We have, I mean, we're, we're everywhere. We've, at any given time, had to watch games from multiple parts of Europe, uh, Australia, China, Asia Minor. I mean, we're spread about. Now, that's awesome because it's a way for us to stay in touch, but there's varying time zones and everyone has to take care of themselves, obviously, in getting their, their lineup set. But I keep everybody in touch. We have a group chat. We have uh, every, every off-season, instead of doing reverse order of standings for our draft order for the next season, I will pick a summertime sporting event of some sort. I take... Uh, I take it and use it as our draft order determiner. Um, our favorite so far was the Olympics. Uh, I believe that was not 2018. That had to have been much earlier. Uh, might have been the 2016 Olympics. Um, because essentially, 
no, it had to have been 2016, of course, because 2020 is in Tokyo. The 2016 Olympics, I took the top countries off the board because, first of all, are, are you kidding me? I'm not going to give somebody the United States. The second you, you get the United States, you get first pick. That's no shit because America. But also, the idea was that we... Uh, we take the top ones off the off the board because it makes everything else so much closer. I, for example, had the country of Hungary. Don't ask. I can't even tell you where I ended up finishing. I think I was eighth. So when you take the, the favorites off the board, it makes it fun. And I literally watched, I think, as many sports that Olympics as I could, much more than any other time I had watched the Olympics prior. And it gave us something to do. We'd shit talk. We'd go, oh my God, Hungary just swept the fencing championships or whatever i just got three medals in one one sport uh and so we'd get to banter about something that wasn't even necessarily football and it's a lot more fun that way uh, to to get more into the nitty-gritty of it i aside from taking the the top four off, or the top you know favorites off the board um i then just take and i randomize our list of, of players, uh, team players, uh, team owners rather, and then I randomize the list of countries so that they're not in any particular order, either of them, and then I just match them up. So whatever the randomizer set as, you know, okay, my name was at the top of the list and so was Hungary's. I just, I do it that way. I just randomize them and then just put them together I post them for the league. Uh, now I read them off on a podcast. And it gives us something to do. It's a lot of fun. This year, for example, we did um, the Pan American Games. It was originally going to be the Kentucky Derby. But um, I had my wedding to get to, obviously. And you guys heard how that went out. Uh, there were several issues where people's horses weren't even in the Kentucky Derby because the final like it hadn't been set clusterfuck so make sure you know what you're doing um you know if if russia it, you shouldn't use russia as a, an olympic example anyway because they're a favorite but if russia was one of yours know if they're going to get banned for substance use like just pay attention uh don't go to a wedding three days before the kentucky derby and not realize that two days before the kentucky derby is when they set the field so that's the first little tidbit off the commissioner's list. That's going to be a, uh, a regular segment here. If you guys have specific things you'd like me to, to tackle into, I'd love this to be, uh, again, fluid. I want it to be something that helps other commissioners out there. Feel free to write me in. It would be really cool if this segment became something that I get to spend more time on because I really enjoy the art of keeping all of the people in my league together. I love trying to find new things. I've tried a lot of dumb shit in the past that people just didn't do. And realistically, there is so much fun to be had keeping this abattoir of retarded men together to play football, fantasy football, um, that you should have it too. You should have this kind of fun. And if you're stuck or if you want to infuse a little bit more fun into it, fuck yeah. Just shoot me a question. Find a find a problem that you're having in your leagues send it my way i'll talk about if i've handled it or an angle i'd like to take on it um this could become the commissioner's uh 
I, I'd like to become the commissioner's commissioner. You know what I mean? Help other commissioners make their leagues awesome. You don't have to do it by making a podcast either. This is an extreme example of things I've done for my league. So anyway, uh, with that, I don't know that there's much more to tackle here. So I will, I will leave y'all with a very good morning and best of luck to all of you in all of your matchups with the exception of Paris, uh, because I'm playing you this week and I really don't want you to get anywhere. Have a great Sunday y'all. Guy. And I